Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast, a topical podcast. We are going to change up the format here at Go Home Heat, and we are going to pick topics here and there that affect wrestling across the board. We'll kind of cherry pick a few characters or storylines and then talk through them. Uh, Justin has the unenviable task of describing the hero's journey with Liv Morgan, Tony Storm, and Bianca Belair. And Jared will come in later and talk about the Hangman Page story, which is an easier story to explain right now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. His is a his is a definite. I mean, th- that is it. The hero's journey pretty much told classically with perfection. I mean, that, that's... They hit all the right marks. They do all the right things. It, it's amazing. They did that over what? How, how many? Like, um, about two years? Right. Right. And it was, uh, I almost thought they were going to wait too long or go away from it altogether because he kind of disappeared for a second. But I think his wife was pregnant, was having a baby or something. Yeah. And, and then right when he came back, they thrust him right back into the spotlight and it really worked. That was, kind of the, that was the, for him, that even worked because the, the time where he was away was kind of his time in the abyss because of the way they, you know, into the, the fall off. Exactly. I'm a loser. I'm, a, you know, I had this early success. I was supposed to be the next big thing, but it never quite happened. And yeah, I'm a drinker and I'm not, you know, and then he comes back and he's changed and he's evolved and he's adapted. Explain to him, you, would you mind running through just an explanation of the hero's journey in general oh, yeah. and like lit? Yeah. It's, it's the classic storytelling of a protagonist or any hero character you're looking at just about most of the time this is the format that's that's that growth and development goes through the classic example of star wars is a good one it's an easy one to use it starts out with the call to adventure which is where the protagonist leaves their safe home environment and goes out into the big wide world, usually with a help of a mentor figure or somebody to provide guidance or, you know, inspire the, them to become something more than they are. Then they have, that leads them to overcoming some first great challenge, their first adventure. You know, in Star Wars, that would be Luke destroying the Death Star. He meets Obi, you know, he's living on a farm, minding his own business. Drinking water, drinking blue milk, whatever he was doing. And <laughs> some droids pop out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's got to find out something about them. And he leads him to a mystical old wise man in the desert who takes him out into the universe. And he finds out that he's a hero and that he can do things more than other people and that he can aspire to greatness. He achieves that first great victory. And what usually happens to the character then is they develop some arrogance or there is some sort of temptation. Is there some sort of like, you know, I've become something so the rules don't apply to me kind of a thing. They have a fall in Empire Strikes Back really tells that story in Star Wars of, you know, he goes to learn with Yoda, but he leaves his training early because he thinks he knows better. He thinks, you know, thinks he's got got to do what he's got to do and he runs out there and he faces vader and not only does it go bad he loses his hand he finds out vader's his dad finds out he's been making out with his sister (laughs) loses everything 
you know, and falls off and has to go re-examine his whole, everything he'd done up to that moment, comes back and you see it in Return of the Jedi with confidence and a renewed sense of who he is. And that's the transformation. And then the atonement or the, he saves Han, the guy he failed to save in the last movie. And then he's allowed to move on to trying to save or redeem his own father and defeat the the great evil in the universe. And he achieves that. And that's the completion of his journey at that point. What a classic tale it is. It is. And, and, there's so, no, and that's why it works. It's because there's a reason things wheels work. They're round and they roll. Right. And the, the concept with your hero of uh, success being your greatest enemy sometimes. Yes. It, you know, the arrogance, the overconfidence. You see it in, you know, in the Rocky movies where, you know, he wins enough that he begins to think he can't lose. And, of course, of course, they tell that story in wrestling all the time. You know, yeah. because it's an easy one to tell. Now, how this all pertains to a classic one for, I, I, I think, and I think you'd agree, and I would guess that you were probably in college when this was marching, was the Stone Cold story. Yes. Yeah. Stone Cold still tells the story really well because you've got him when he goes from being the ringmaster or stunning Steve Austin, and he, you know, embraces that Stone Cold character. And, but he was still, he wasn't, you know, a big time guy. And then he has this King of the Ring breakout moment and everybody knows who he is. He starts pushing his way up the, up the roster and he's having these victories and he gets there and he's trying to get to that top spot and he's, he gets in there with Bret Hart and he thinks he's ready for that. And it turns out he's not ready and he, you know, he gets put to sleep a little while after he gets injured. He's out of it and he's at the bottom. And then he comes storming back with this renewed vigor and this renewed sense of who he is and this renewed purpose. Then he's unstoppable. Right. Because and he, and he he's begins confronted to... weakness. He's confronted his inner problems and now he's evolved past it. Right. And he can also drive anything. Yes. <laughs> Zigging bonies. <laughs> yes. It's it's neat to me how, you know, they decided once they made Vince the the real heel to where oh, yeah. his his actual enemy was above even the rock you know like the rock was yes. was fighting for Vince the no matter who the big show no matter who it was it was really the system he was fighting and that's when he became the the darling of everyone the darling's yeah. the wrong word because of the fact that you know he was beer drinking bird shooting but it was same same difference we loved him anyway i think they did that with daniel bryan and they created that with with hunter being the authority that was trying to hold daniel back and then you did get the actual darling of our of our eyes you know the the the, yeah the uber baby face and the same thing kind of i feel like they did the same thing with kofi mania pretty well uh-huh. although the ending of kofi mania wasn't as fun as as we would have liked but we'll we'll get to that because i think the ending of kofi mania a lot of people line up with what we what could have been or maybe the ending of bianca mania but we hope it's not now we'll start with Liv, and she was in a feud with mella and not she was doing better we were all thinking she's she's a good little wrestler and suddenly bex comes back and beats bianca quickly and we'll get into that in detail in a minute 
And Bex is the champ. And Bex, when she went away, had told Liv, you'll be a top guy, you know, by the, by the time I come back. And Liv isn't. And then that turns into some back and forth. And suddenly she's thrust into this main event picture. And I want to say she's had great outings. Yeah. In the ring. So. But what we, what we haven't got, you know, one thing they, they harp on in Star Wars is hope. Yeah. And one thing that we, we didn't get with the live story and we haven't gotten yet is hope. No, no, because you knew, I'm telling you, when you knew on, when she wrestled her on Monday night, she wasn't losing that belt. Even, even still though, even if you want to say it, it's not impossible to lose a belt on a Monday night, you, it's you, not possible for Becky to lose a belt. It's possible for an intercontinental champion or a U.S. champion or hell. But not her at the top of that. No, that wasn't going to happen. Even if she was going to lose that. Nothing in the back and forth between the two of them led you to believe Liv was really competitive. No. You know, she got the one sucker punch in backstage. And other than that, every time anything between the two jumped off, Becky got the upper hand to the point in which this week, when Becky gets the upper hand, and <laughs> poor Becky, she went to kick the stage and fell on her butt because she's wearing those big those big boots. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, so is she on the shelf now? I don't even know. We we've done all this to put her on the shelf with an arm injury. Does that make sense? It, it doesn't. And this is my problem with the. They don't get the. And this is a problem with. WWE storytelling in general is they don't get that sometimes you've got to keep, they get stuck in the middle of stories and they don't advance them. And instead of, I'll give you, a, here's one, here's one we're talking about women's wrestling hero's journey. Naomi should be having that storytelling arc, right? But they've gotten bogged down in the middle of it. You know. Okay, so they they have a plan for day one, which is probably Tony Storm, right? You think? I, I'm I have to guess that's what it is. Tony Storm just pinned her, and then and then she's supposed to get a title shot next week, right? And something weird's going to happen there. Okay, so let, let's let's okay. So we say what 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 was what was missing in the Liv Morgan thing is is the hope that she could win. Yes. Right, we, yeah. but we have. I, I do think they've built live up to the point where she seems formidable in mid card scenarios, right? Yeah. Which is which is maybe was the goal all along. I don't know because I I believe that they're going back to Bianca there. Sometimes I wonder too when when live everybody was so on board with live all of a sudden and their plan overall is Bianca. Do they worry that something gets too hot and they pull the pull the plug on it? Because they they know they're going back to be I don't know what it's so weird sometimes but let's go on to I this, love that you keep thinking and, and that you keep imagining that there's actual a plan guys are planning <laughs> this stuff out right and it's not it changed week to week okay so here's my here's my question okay so, t- so Tony Storm we have two heroes journeys going on at the same time on this show one is Naomi who's battling the authority figure right mm-hmm. And one is Tony Storm, who again was pretty much in catering and suddenly gets thrust into the limelight. Yeah. And I get, I get confused as to how she got there. Although, you know, if you watch 
they only give us credit for watching NXT when they want to. Yes. So now I'm supposed to realize that watching NXT UK two years ago should matter? Or however yeah. long ago she was the main thing in NXT, you know, when her and Ripley were, were killing it in these matches in Europe. So You're supposed to remember that she's a really great wrestler. Right. And so they did have a match. So she, she did get some back and forth. But again, we didn't up until this week, they never gave us a glimmer of hope. No, she's hitting people in the face, face with pies, dude. And eating pies left and right. Now, last night, I thought they did a good job of trying to give us a glimmer of hope. Because if you notice in the match, when Charlotte was distracted and she could have got the fluke win, Charlotte kicked out. She hits yeah. her with the cross body and Charlotte kicks out. And when she actually gets the pin, they're kind of sort of on even footing. And I thought, yeah. well, there you go. There's a glimmer of hope that if these two were to get together, she might could win. I mean, I know she's not taking the belt off of her, but give me something to sink my teeth into when I'm watching this rivalry, right? But below that, here's what I'm wondering. Because to your point with, with Sonia and Naomi, we've been just treading water for so long on this. You know, there's no there's no payoff. Now, last night, Naomi went over, right? Well, here's my thing on that. It's gotten to the point where none of these segments quit helping people and everybody gets hurt. Sonya Deville doesn't look like, and like she's scary, nefarious, smart because her stupid trick got overdone. Uh, Naomi can't actually get to the match. Shayna Baszler's losing on... You know, getting a weird ass fluke pin every other week out of nowhere. The match lasted 10 seconds. You know. Okay. To your point, to your point, Sonya Deville should seem like the boss in the video game. Yes. Right? Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler should feel like the, the heater, you know, and the she enforcer. should. Right. And the first time we did this, it worked. And the second time we did this, it worked. And even if you only catch her in a roll up once, it works. But after a while, it starts feeling like Sonya Deville's boss hog and she's cleated and she's a Roscoe P. Coltrane, Roscoe P. Coltrane right? Yes. It's the, it's the goofy minion that can't get the job done. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not, boss who keeps, who's not really all that terrifying. It's not the ghoul from a real vampire movie. It's uh, the ghoul from Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes. You know, and, and it's... It, and here's the problem with that. When your villain isn't scary, your hero isn't heroic. Isn't triumphant. Correct. Correct. And so... Your only good is what you overcome. So to me, where we're trying to go with this, it feels like... Is we're trying to, to, for, we're trying for Tony to lose on day one to Charlotte. Unless they decide that Charlotte doesn't wrestle on day one. If she gets the day off or something on day one, then she loses next week. And what we go into next, it, you know, day one, I would guess would wind up being some form of, for it to make sense, day one would be some form of Sonya Deville versus Naomi. Uh-huh. Right? And Naomi goes over clean, and that puts Naomi in prime spot for a shot at Charlotte. And that's when you get the hero journey, right? And the hero yeah. has – for that to make – doesn't that make well, sense? 
that would be the the next stage of it. Yes. Do they but do that? I, I I don't. That would be a great way of telling that story. I don't know if I'm going to give them credit for doing it. I would like to see them do it. I think that that would work. Okay. I don't know. It kind of feels like you know too though. All right, Tony's supposed to face Charlotte next week, right? Mm-hmm. I think Tony loses that, and they put Sasha versus Charlotte at day one. Because we hadn't seen that before. No, because they think it's my, they think it's a like they'll that's the safe pick. Well, and it's it's a hell of a match. It's a hell of a match. You know, every time they walk out there, it could be match of the year. But mm-hmm. but I mean, at some point. At some point, we we, I mean, with the with Naomi, for example, I mean, I get kicking the tires on Tony and Liv, and then putting them right back in the middle and saying, okay, I know I can go back to them, and and you know, they 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 have a chance of being something in the future. But with Naomi, at some point, you got to see if she's the guy, because at this point, I mean, you've been doing nothing with her for years. Yeah. You know, now let's go back to Bianca because I wish WWE would, huh? I wish WWE would. Right, right. Okay, so the real hero's journey for her climaxed with the Sasha Banks WrestleMania moment, and then she's doing having these great things. And then I would guess that you were talking about the uh, where Luke finds out Darth the father, or where Hubris gets the better of you, or where. You, for a moment, get overwhelmed by the scenario because you're still kind of new to everything. SummerSlam, she gets starry-eyed for 30 seconds and gets beat. Yes. Okay. And that way you told that story is that was the, you know, that was the bottom for her. That was the, that was the, the, the moment where she transforms and becomes something even greater. Remember the glass when, when Stone Cold, you know, came out after he was gone. Remember how that felt? Yeah. When she gets that moment of, you know, I'm back and not only am I back, I am a more amazing and more powerful version of, you know. Right. I'm more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right. You know. Right. But that's not really what we're getting because she then loses the feud to Becky in a, in a, in a good match with Becky cheating. Um but she- that feud, not only did she lose the feud, she lost just about every interaction they had. See, that's, that's where you're, that's where they're missing the boat on this thing. The hope part. Yeah. That's you know, it. she, she always loses with the hope part. Like they, they, they did the triple threat thing to give, to give her an out so she wouldn't lose the one on one battle or whatever. And then, but even still, whenever we get nose to nose, the one standing in the ring smiling is always Becky. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, the, here's the thing about, and I get what they're, I, I think I get what they're doing because Becky is not a big person. So they're a little afraid to make her look, but Seth Hill is, is the kind of guy that, if Kurt Angle was spraying milk at him, he'd swim in it. Yeah. Right? And there are yeah. moments when Seth is is uh a complete fool as as yeah. as, as a tyrant he heel. Ams it up. And and Becky's we haven't seen her have to do that at all yet. 
there's never been a scenario where, and maybe the point of this is that she looks like this until Bianca gets her back at Mania and takes her out, which I, I, I keep saying this because I just pray that that's where we go with this eventually. But, I know what you mean. The, uh, the bad guy has to be willing to look foolish at moments. Right. To get, because that gets across, you know, that, the evil isn't the way to go. This is what you end up like right here. You know, take take Hunter. Take Hunter for example. When he when he was the game, right? Yes. Uber cool. Always, even even when he was on the outside looking in, he was being pulled away by four or five people, or he was being held down by four or five people while somebody punches him in the head, or he's handcuffed to the ring you know what i mean and somebody's in randy's kissing his wife or whatever okay stone cold whenever he's down he's being held back the cops are taking him away seven or eight people are having to stop him that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but whenever hunter was the the heel he'd wind up with pie on his face or he'd wind up looking like a buffoon he'd wind up you know i mean even on him or even, yeah. even, even Hunter, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, yeah. 10 months earlier, he, you, you, you know, it took 12 guys to get in his way. And this time he'll, he'll trip over a crack in the ground. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You, you have to be willing to give us hope that you can be beaten. Yeah. That, because one thing, you know, we like to think about our heels is that they're, they're hubris. We'll get them at some point. And Becky is showing us so much ego that we hope that somewhere along the line she loses right yeah i'll give you a great uh, an example that man last night on smackdown they really did a good turn on the whole roman reigns story i thought because it's exactly what you've been talking what's the what's been the problem with the feuds of roman reigns for a while now we never thought he could lose you thought you think he was going to lose nobody, right? A little five minute exchange, and again, you I'll, I'll you know why this is this is all working is because somebody who knows how to tell stories has been allowed to help write all of it, you know, right? And that's uh, that's the guy who ate the Superman punch mm-hmm. this week. But that moment when he's like, "I wasn't protecting Brock from you, I was protecting you." From Brock. Right. But the kicker there too is Brock went away and was one style of person and he's come back different. Brock's hero's journey is, yeah. is there. You yeah. know, this Brock is, a, man, he's personable when he wants to be, funny. You Correct, know? but but the, the uh, in a fighting scenario, he kind of knows the shit stinks now. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't think he's un- unflappable anymore. He you can you can feel that. I mean, he still thinks he's an ass kicker, of course, because he he is one. But you can tell that there's a there's a difference in who he is, and that means he'll fight different. Mm-hmm. And so that means things could be different in a, in a fight with Roman. You yeah. know what I mean? And like you said, what are they giving us? That glimmer of hope. Paul isn't 100% in Roman's corner anymore. And now the swerve may come at day one where Paul does something to cost 
Brock the match. You know, you know, you will usually get me to uh, poo-poo these kind of scenes, but it worked here because of who Brock was, who they were, and how they'd set it all up. You know, Brock takes them all out, and it's like that's the guy you don't. This is the one you didn't want. Right. Right. You didn't want this guy. Yep. Hey, now, um, I think we're going to dive into Roman a little bit more next week, but we're also going to dive in booking a champion and Ooh. specifically we're going to dive into Big E a lot. We'll talk a little Roman, but we covered a little bit of that there. I, I want to talk about because Big E, they're trying to book him in a way that makes his championship reign epic. And I, yes. and I love the way they're doing it, and they're doing it kind of in an opposite way of what AEW is doing with Hangman. And I think that's a neat comparison contrast. So that's what we're going to get into next week. Okay, buddy? I like that. That's interesting. Okay, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you calling in. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap for this edition of Go Home Heat. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter feed. Get with us. Let us know if you like this opening segment of a two-part series on the hero's journey up up next will be jared's segment where he discusses in detail hangman pages check us out at go home heat one and and at your daily smart your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling check out our friends at the gin project the g-i-n-n project.com and for justin and for me kp go home (laughs) 